This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? How you doing, man? It's holiday time. No work this week? I'm working. I'm just not in the office. I just love how the entire city seems to take the entire week off. Like, my office is completely empty except for my group. It's cool if you have to commute. The porn there's, production team. There's nobody on the, the train. I just love how you still have to produce porn for the holidays. Porn never stops. Porn rests for no man. Yeah. Rest for no baby Jesus. So, dude, uh, it was a stellar Christmas this year. Um, I noticed you didn't have to go spend it with your lady. What's up with that? How'd you get out of that? Uh, I did Thanksgiving instead. Wow, so you just kind of trade off holidays? I tried to. Oh, that's amazing. Thanksgiving's just like Christmas, except you don't have to deal with all the presents. So yeah, it's better. It is kind of better. But you still had to get her something, didn't you? Yeah, but after the holidays. We're going to yeah. do the New Year's thing together. No, Christmas was good this week. Um, as we mentioned in the uh, in the Christmas special or the uh, podcast 50 special. Um, yeah, this is the Christmas special. Yeah, the, I guess this would be considered the Christmas, the holiday special podcast. That was the anniversary podcast. special. The holiday podcast, okay? Because what about the Jews and the uh, Kwanzas out there? And the... the uh, I'm a dinner jackets. I don't know what their holiday is. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't even know. what. I think it's Ramadan or something. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is a sick and wrong holiday special this week. But um, for Christmas, it was pretty cool. You know, this week, this uh, this uh, year, we ended up, um, I ended up going over to my sister's house over in the Tenderloin, doing the usual getting wasted at uh, dive bars, but going out for Chinese, Chinese food first. Chinese food first. Yeah. Although this year was kind of cool because my brother ended up hanging out with us. You know, I thought he was going to have to work because those gay bars never close. No. You know, is that because gay bars? Porn are, and yeah. gay bars. Well, that, that's they the family. Stop. Yeah, porn and gay bars always open. They, they go hand in hand. But um, yeah, this year my brother ended up hanging out with us, which was kind of cool. So he comes over and um, yeah, well, he met up with us at uh, my sister's house in the Tenderloin. Right. Right. And what was amazing about it. Is my brother's already, you know, he, I think he'd already been drinking at that point. He was kind of passed out on the couch when we showed up at your sister's. Yeah, he ate, I think he ate like a whole tub of ice cream and some chocolate syrup. Before we went to go get Chinese food. Yeah, as soon, yeah right when we got over there, this is prior to dinner, yeah. my brother had already eaten like a quart of ice cream and chocolate <laughs> syrup and was just kind of passed out there. And so I was talking to him, I'm like, hey dude, I dare you to eat one of those pot brownies. So my sister gets all these pot like thc food like she gets uh pot muffins pot brownies i think they well, even your have, sister like... does drugs yeah. <laughs> oh wait that last episode <laughs> cleared that up <laughs> yeah no but both she and her boyfriend big jer they always get like pot food i don't know why they just don't smoke it i think they smoke it too in addition but they also like to eat it as well it's christmas holiday and, food <laughs> and judging by the uh the uh, look of jer i think he likes to eat a lot of pot food <laughs> But um, yeah, so they ended up getting like an order of uh, pop brownies. And I've eaten one of these one time. Like I ate like a, I think I ate like a quarter of one of these pop brownies. And I don't know if you recall this, about a year ago, I almost got hit by a car trying to cross the street. I was so fucked up. I do remember that. And then you, uh, your girlfriend at the time came over and she yeah. demanded that you make her some food and you just completely failed at, at food preparation. She was such a fucking twat. I mean, seriously, dude, I'm so stoned. I, I could barely even move, get up from the couch. And she's like, go make me a fucking salad. What's, what's wrong with you? Can and you I'm like, I'm stoned. 
Yeah, I just put like a carrot and a piece of lettuce on the plate some and like covered dressing. it with ranch dressing. <laughs> yeah, she was pissed, need, needless to say. But uh, yeah, so anyways, these, these THC brownies are rather potent, to say the least. And my brother, remember, he grabbed it and he was like, all right, you dare me to eat it? I'll eat it. I don't mind. Yeah, <clears throat> but if you remember, I objected because I knew that I would end up having to sit next to him at dinner and he was going to be all stoned out of his mind. Well, you just knew he was going to act like an ass, laughing inappropriately, you know, having these incoherent conversations with himself. Wait, he does that when he's normal. Right. Yeah, actually, he does that on a regular basis. So I didn't want to see that escalated. It's not that out of the ordinary. But no, seriously, when my brother's... Yeah, under the influence of a lot of drugs, you just don't want to be around them. It's like one constant game of grab ass. So it's probably so we're trying to stop him from eating the brownie. I dared him at first, but then he was like so willing. Because you're a bad influence. Yeah, well, he was so willing to eat it that you were just like, no. So once again, I'm the id, you're the ego coming in there, and so. He was like, no, okay, I want to eat some of it. So he ate half of the brownie. Well, I think then uh, Stephanie grabbed it out of his hands, and then Jer, she, like, lateraled it to Jer, and then he ran down the street, and Jeff ran for, like, five feet trying to catch him. But, yeah, but he can't run. Collapsed. I mean, he smokes way too much to run. But he tr- was trying to get the brownie back. And I think we ended up, during the uh, Chinese dinner, ended up giving him... The rest of the brownie. He got it back somehow from Stephanie. And this is the amazing part. This was the Christmas miracle. But wait a minute. I got to describe this. So Jeff's eating this pot brownie in the middle of this Chinese restaurant. With I mean, there's a lot of other people there because the Chinese restaurant's one of the only restaurants open. So the whole place was full of Jews. <clears throat> and Chinese people. And Chinese people. And he's just shoving this brownie into his face. It's all over his face. There's crumbs all over the table. It wasn't subtle. No, there. Yeah, there was like pop brownie everywhere. I guess but nobody it, cares. But he San kept Francisco. just picking it up and just shoving it in his mouth, and uh, we're just looking at him like, dude, you gotta be fucked up. He ate the whole thing. It was like a big pop brownie. But yeah, no, seriously, that thing was like, yeah, like about four inches wide, and so he was just like shoving it in his mouth, and I, I'm looking at him like, dude, you gotta be fucked up, because I would have had to leave the table. I would have been in fetal position. There's no way I would have been able to like carry on a conversation, let alone eat with chopsticks. But sometimes those things take a while to kick in, though. So I was just kind of thinking, okay, pretty soon here, he's gonna be on the floor, and somebody's gonna have to drive him home. But here's the Christmas miracle. It was a Christmas miracle. That pot brownie had no effect on my brother whatsoever no perceptible effect and that's that we hung out with him like pretty much most of the night i mean we went drinking to a bunch of, of you know several tenderloin dive bars afterwards and uh yeah he there was no perceptible effect in his behavior at all it truly was a christmas miracle you know what my theory is he does so much speed that he's impervious to uh you know lesser potent drugs like thc thc does nothing to him i guess i mean he he probably has so many drugs he probably has viagra methamphetamine um i don't know like poppers <laughs> he has so many drugs in him at one time that i think thc just does nothing you know it's like taking a tylenol he seemed to be enjoying himself but he was definitely coherent the whole time yeah and i kept asking i was like so are you are you okay <laughs> i mean are, did you feel this at all he's like no sorry <laughs> I'll take See, another that was one. Me, he was going to eat another one. If that was me, just you asking me that would drive me up the wall. <laughs> I mean, he did. I think he did have a, a couple stories that were completely out of left field that had had no. They made no sense, or they had no bearing on the conversation at the table. But he it's always does new. that. Yeah, that's not. That's nothing out of the ordinary. But I was just amazed. It was a Christmas miracle. My brother 
ate an entire pot brownie and just yeah, I acted completely Carried normal. On. Carried on. on completely. I bet you he could do three hits of acid and it'd just be like, yeah, what's up? How you doing? <laughs> Next year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch some TV. Yeah, I don't know. But the rest of the night went out well. You know, we, we ended up going to a bunch of um, like several tenderloin bars. I always love going to dive bars in the tenderloin on Christmas Eve. You get to see people in their natural element for Christmas. It's like well, certain people. Well, if you think about it, dude, that's got to be like the 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 nadir of misery. It's just like you have nowhere else to go but this dive bar in the tenderloin. That's where you're spending Christmas because you're probably not allowed to see your children. And <laughs> restraining uh, yeah, order. there's a restraining order against you because you're a severe alcoholic and a neglectful parent. And that's the only thing you got to do. Your your family is that bartender feeding you poison. They always have food on Christmas too. They have like. Fi- fried fish or something out in the bar, but we went in a to little some tin foil container. But we went to some Asian bar that had like a, I don't know, it looked like some kind of fried octopus or something. Yeah, yeah it's just like, dude, that's not Christmas food. They the, always try and push it on you too. The baby Jesus wouldn't eat that. Yeah, I don't know. And then the next day, um, oh, I was just so miserably hungover, and I uh, yeah, I, I remember I, uh, on the way to breakfast, I almost got attacked by a homeless man, like in the middle of the street. Just runs up at me and was just like, I should slap you across the head, boy. And I look at this guy, and he wasn't wearing a shirt. He just, just smelled horrible. And, and I, you know, Screaming. my first instinct, I was so hungover. I look at this guy. I was like, is this really happening? And my first instinct was just to kick him because you don't want to touch the guy. No. Like you, you don't want to actually touch him with your skin. No skin contact. Boots, fine. But, uh, yeah, he just ended up walking away. So maybe that was another Christmas miracle. Right. But yeah, until next year, definitely going to have to do the uh, dive bar, the tenderloin. But this time, feeding my brother acid. Maybe PCP. See if that works. It's, it's kind of like a test. I know. It's like a scientific experiment. Is should, this drug potent enough or he, not? He should be on Mythbusters. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So um, yeah, we did the uh, extra special like hour and a half long. How yeah. long was that, that was podcast really long, last week? But, but there's so much detail to Big Jar's story that I, th- I don't think we could have shortened it at all and so at podcast 50 we were discussing um uh, the uh, best times we've ever been arrested and uh jared definitely had a great story about uh what six counts of lewd conduct and we invite the listening audience we still have this competition going send us your best arrest story i know you've been arrested if you listen to this show you've been arrested at least once I would so, think so, yeah, send us your uh, best arrest story, sick and wrong podcast at hotmail.com, and uh, the best story will win something. But we're going to yeah. go into those next week, right? Because this is the Christmas episode. This is the Christmas episode. So, here, right here for Podcast 51, um, I was thinking what we should do is you know how, like, every year for Christmas, there's some pretty, you know, there's some pretty dismal, deranged things that happen on Christmas Eve. So, you know, either whether it be like people stealing all the Jesuses out of the uh, manger scenes and replacing it with turds or whatever, what have you. So I was looking on the internet and I found uh, my favorite Christmas story of this year. And I know you found your favorite Christmas story. So for Podcast 51, I say we just discuss our favorite Christmas stories for 2006. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. So uh, you said you, you have a pretty good one. Uh, I have a special Santa Claus story 
There's always good Santa Claus stories because you know, they always have drunken perverts that work those malls. This guy just seems a little wacky to me, and he's not in the mall. This is kind of on his off time, or maybe he's coming or coming from or going to work as a Santa. So this is a guy that actually just dresses up in Santa recreationally? Well, he's- no, I think he does work the detail, but uh, he wasn't actually at work. He wasn't at the mall at the did, time. Did your parents ever make you do that, sit on a stranger's lap oh, in yeah. a Santa suit? Yeah. You had to do that? Yeah. All Christian children. I, have to do I think that. that's vile. It is vile. The kids don't like it. No, that's what's great about being Jewish is my parents would just steer clear of all of that. Actually, I'll retract idolatry. That. I think some kids. I think at certain point in your childhood, you do like it when you're at your most uh, greediest when you, point. When you get I, to feel the boner right in your left buttock. No, when you're at your most greediest point. And you really want that boner. No, I mean, when you're at your most greediest <laughs> point and you really see, you still believe in Santa and you really see Christmas as like your one chance to get that really expensive, awesome toy. But did you think that- Then you that, want to go there because you want to make sure that Santa knows what the fuck you want. But did you think that stranger, that wino and the fake beard and smelling like a brute by Fabergé was really going to grant your Christmas wishes? Yes, I did. God. <laughs> at some point for maybe like a two year period of time. That was even pragmatic as a child. Whatever. Just, just because Hanukkah, <laughs> Harry, Harry doesn't bring you anything good anyways. Yeah, that, that might be true. Plus, your dad was like Hanukkah, Harry, right? Oh, yeah. He, he had, had that, he had that direct, big beard. He had a direct, direct line of contact. You didn't have to go to the mall. He was just passing out dreidels and chocolate <laughs> coins to all the young kids. Anyways, I'm going to get into this, though. Uh, a man dressed as Santa Claus lured an eight-year-old go- girl onto his motorcycle and drove away... And her father chased him until he pulled over and gave her back. Well, that's basically the whole story, but now I get into the details. <laughs> um, was it a sleigh? Like a bike shaped like a the sleigh? The girl of Augusta, Georgia, they must have been traveling because this happened in South Carolina, uh, and her family, they stopped at a convenience store off the highway on a Sunday night about a week before Christmas um, when they noticed Barton, who's this guy that looks like Santa Claus, and dressed in a Santa Claus suit, uh, was refueling his motorcycle that had a sidecar. <laughs> Barton, uh, this uh, faux Santa, asked the children to come over and look at a stuffed Rudolph he had in his sidecar. <laughs> so this this dude was driving around in a Santa suit, motorcycle with a sidecar, and a stuffed deer? Reindeer. Are you Allegedly. talking about a stuffed animal, like a plush animal, or are you talking about a, a taxidermist something, it's something stuff? with a big red tip on the end, a throbbing red nose. <laughs> it was in his sidecar. Allegedly. I don't know if it was actually in there. He just said it was in there to get the children to come over, I believe. The parents... So the, he asked the kids, hey, come over here and look at my, you know, <laughs> red-nosed Rudolph the reindeer. Come check out my reindeer, kitty. <laughs> the next thing the, uh, the parents know is they look over and they see Barton driving away with their eight-year-old girl in the sidecar. <laughs> Did they make chase? <laughs> the, the girl's fa- father followed Barton. I'm sure he was in an SUV or something, chasing a guy in a Santa suit on a motorcycle with a sidecar with his eight-year-old girl in it. And a re- reindeer. Reaching speeds up to 80 mile per hour and, <laughs> and flashing his headlights repeatedly at this guy to stop. Barton eventually stopped at a parking lot, and the father picked up the girl out of the sidecar, who was not injured. And apparently Barton then just took off. You know, you'd think the dad would, yeah, like... would have tried to, like, kill the guy? the guy off the motorcycle and, you know, call the cops. Barton was arrested later Sunday when police found him hiding in a utility room at a nearby bar. 
that would have made my night on on Christmas Eve night if we were would have been in one of these tenderloin bars and a Santa guy just runs in and then like hides in the utility room where they keep the mops and the bleach and you know just clutching the puke fighting elements stuffed reindeer right crying yeah out of remorse. Barton had been portraying Santa Claus for several weeks and had given rides to other children in in his motorcycle and posed for photographs with children by his motorcycle, Sheriff James Metz said in a release. So apparently he wasn't really working a paying job as Santa. He would just drive around on his motorcycle in his Santa suit and just, you know, talk so, to children so and essentially, drive around essentially, without their parents' consent. Essentially, he was just a pedophile with a red furry suit and a white beard. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. You would think that uh, Halloween and Christmas must just be like the pedophile's wet dream. So he's charged with kidnapping. Although, you know, he'd done this to multiple children, and I guess he'd always driven them back to their parents. But, you know, obviously he's not really doing this in a proper manner Dude, where he asks girl, the parents as if it's all right. This child is going to be scarred for life. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think about it, dude. Every time you see a Santa, this is like this gives a new definition of bad Santa. I think that's kind of common though, because Santa Claus. I mean, like you said, Santa Claus is kind of like clowns. Like, it's a little bit scary to begin with. This I, I think big so. Drunk guy in a red suit. Let me see. You have a picture of him right there. I do have a picture. My favorite thing about this guy. He <laughs> does my, look a lot like Santa though. The yeah, big but white beard. Take a closer look. My favorite thing about uh, that puffed old, up red face. My favorite thing about old dudes with uh with white beards. Is if they're smokers, they get that little brown patch in the in the area right above their mouth from like all the nicotine stains from all the cigarettes they smoke, and he's got that going on. Cool. <laughs> so was he charged with anything? Yeah, he's charged with kidnapping, and uh, it carries a maximum sentence of thirty years if he's convicted. Well, I think he'll have a lot of fun with that Santa suit in prison. <laughs> I don't think they'll let him keep it. Yeah, maybe not. But I think all the more reason, you know, that they, they should not allow family should not parents should not allow their children to sit on santa claus's lap or just walk up to a guy in a santa suit at a gas station with a rudolph in his sidecar i just i just think it's evil i don't know you know on the sick and wrong scale i'm gonna have to give that probably at, at, at least an eight he didn't like murder the girl no and i don't think he really had any intentions of really kidnapping her he just has a very poor judgment, and I'm sure he's just a very lonely man. Yeah, you know, I read another story uh, similar to another guy that was working at a mall that was just sitting there exposing himself. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> more sick than this. Yeah, he was just sitting there with his dick hanging out of his suit, and kids, I mean, kids were like, mothers were bringing their children up there, and they were, <laughs> saw the guy just sitting there passed out with his dick hanging out of his suit, and just would take their kids away. And then eventually so. mall security had to remove him from yeah. the winter wonderland. So would they ask, like, what department store he worked at? He'd just be like, I'm freelancing. <laughs> Freelance Santa. <laughs> Freelance Santa. Well, uh, my, my uh, story has a, a bit of a different nature. It has to do with a Christmas murder, wow. of which there were uh, several this year, but uh, I think this one's my favorite. It is one of the most emotionally traumatic times of the year. They say that like suicide rates peak around the holiday time. Yeah. I, well, I think it's also like, I mean, a lot of people are just desperately lonely around Christmas. Even if you're not lonely, you just get burnt out from all the fucking parties and holiday forced holiday cheer and that's what it is it's see, the forced like, cheer. all of your friends and family in this little small window of like two weeks and plaster on that fake smile and just kind of plow through it yeah drink your another like your sixth glass of eggnog yeah there's lots of drinking going on yeah i, I think that's why 
uh, my story happened in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, which I imagine must be the uh, location of many um, dastardly Christmas stories. But um, man strangles grandmother with Christmas lights. A <laughs> uh, 20-year-old Daytona Beach, Florida man is accused of killing his grandmother by strangling her um, with the uh, holiday lights cord and then slitting her throat, apparently over money for drugs. He was singing Jingle Bells the entire time. I'm lying. I, I made that he part up. Had... I made that part up. He was, he was just whistling it. He should have just asked Santa for the drugs. Yeah, I, I don't know why. Or, or just gotten to that guy with the motorcycle and the sidecar. Right. I'm sure there were some drugs there. This kid was only 20 years old. Um, apparently, investigators said Linda Hummer, her last name's Hummer, mm. was found in a pool of blood by her daughter at the woman's home. Uh, located in Daytona Beach. Hummer's grandson, Christopher Culp, was charged in her death. It's got to be a wonderful Christmas surprise. Don't you think that just puts a damper on the whole day? Yeah, probably. You find grandma in a pool of blood. Plus the tree just doesn't Holiday look... Holiday lights wrapped around her <laughs> the neck. Tree, the tree doesn't look as good with the lights all pulled off of it. Yeah, I wonder if you put the star on her head. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Hung some ornaments up there. Sprayed some of that fake snow all over. So police said Culp went by her home Friday night. This is the, or no, actually, uh, yeah, the Christmas Eve, offering to decorate her home for the holidays. Um, he came to her house asking for $40, which he used, according to police, for crack cocaine. He then came back again looking for more money, but this time police say he did not intend to ask. Culp allegedly confessed... Or doing any, any decorating, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think his plan, his real plan, was to uh, decorate her home. But uh, grandmas always get taken in with that ruse. You notice that? You can go to any grandma and be like, yeah, I want to hang your holiday lights for you. But um, he had other plans for those holiday lights. Cope allegedly confessed to police that he strangled his grandmother with lights and then cut her with a kitchen knife in her home. A neighbor checked Hummer after he heard the woman's daughter calling for help in the home. So on Christmas morning... When, uh, when her daughter found her, she was screaming for help. A uh, neighbor ended up uh, running over there. Quote, unquote, it's a great quote. I get closer and I looked and said, oh my God, somebody slit this lady's throat. Neighbor Winford Leachman said her throat was slit all the way across. Cope was charged with second degree murder in connection with his grandmother's death. Hmm. I don't understand why that wouldn't be first degree murder. Uh, because he was doing it for drugs. But how how was that drug? Uh, because it's not premeditated. Maybe. But I mean, dude, it, it, I just think it's funny. Just as for lack of a better instrument, I mean, he just kind of as if the 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 cord wouldn't strangle her, you know, and and kill her. You know, he could subdue his grandmother with that. He still had to slit her throat. Well, I'm thinking maybe it was those old school lights that have the actual big glass bulbs, and it was the bulbs that cut her throat. Oh, it could be. I, As opposed to the new kinds that have the plastic No, but balls. he had a kitchen knife, so oh, he, he, right. did, he did slice her throat part. open. I think this story would definitely be better if he was wearing a Santa suit. Or maybe dressed up as an evil elf. An elf, I think. Yeah. It's better. But it, it, it gave me an idea. Like, you know, we should almost write a Christmas song. Grandma got murdered by a crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? You could just do it to the, the, the uh, tune of Grandma got run over by yeah. a reindeer. Right. Whatever, but it's grandma got murdered by her crackhead grandson. You know, it does have a nice it, ring to it. It does have a nice Catchy. ring to it. But uh, yeah, there, there it is. That's that's my favorite 
um, Sick and Wrong Christmas Story for uh, 2006. On the Sick and Wrong scale, you know, he did use the Christmas lights from the tree, and uh, he did slider throw. He he did slitter throw it all the way across, much like the uh, neighbor so astutely noticed. I'm gonna have to give this at least an 8.7. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine, just as a because there's a Christmas bonus in there. Just because he used the lights. Yeah, but he wasn't wearing a Santa suit. No, but he used a Christmas implement. But had he been wearing a Santa suit, would it be a nine point five? In terms of the Christmas episode, that would probably be a ten. You think so? Yeah. Well, what if he raped her? <laughs> well, you can't Corpse. Go, you can't go higher than a ten. Yeah, I don't know. They definitely would have got some uh, bonus points. But uh, yeah, right there is my uh, favorite sick and wrong uh, Christmas story. And if, if uh, people out there in the listening audience, uh, you're more than welcome to vote as to your favorite Christmas story here for uh, Podcast uh, 51. And if you have a good Christmas story, send it in, by all means. Yeah, people are going to be so sick of Christmas next week that nobody's yeah. going to send any of that stuff in. is now on sickradio.com. Speaking of New Year's, which is uh, coming up this weekend, are, are you going to be in town there, Wackerly? Nope. Going to Los Angeles. Okay, so you don't have to spend Christmas with your lady, but you spend New Year's. Yeah, New Year's, I feel, is much more important for the relationship purposes because, you know, you got to do that New Year's Eve midnight kiss thing and it's kind of like i'm spending the new year with you because next year we'll be together and it's right and if you're not let's cuddle if if you're not with your girlfriend she's kissing somebody else on new year's eve yeah that's a good point that is a good point that is a good point but you know dude i've i've always felt that new year's you you have all these expectations for new year's the thing that pisses me off about new year's is I feel like you're obligated to go out. You know, we're not that old. We're not old enough where you can just sit at home and watch the ball drop, or <laughs> drink uh, you know, drink, drink champagne right out of the bottle, yeah. <laughs> with a with a you know a box full of porno tapes. No, you know, we're not that old. We we I feel obligated that I have to go. I know there's parties going on. I have to go and and you know, engage in all this New Year revelry. How old do I have to be to do that? I'm kind of looking forward to it. Just sitting at home with uh, your eggnog, Jim Beam, and a box of porno? Yeah. I think you have to be like 37. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe. Waiting with bated breath. But but every year, though, I mean, you have all these expectations. There's all these parties going on. And every year, New Year sucks. Well, I disagree. Because there's always that one year in the past that was really awesome. And you'll never live up to that again. Yeah, that, that okay. Well, that kind of goes along with, with with what I'm trying to say here is that so you've had that one stellar New Year's Eve right. and all the other ones pale yeah. in comparison. And it's usually like when you're 19 or just turned 21 or 22 or something like that. And you have like your three glory, eight balls your, of coke right, and a bunch of whores. Yeah, you're young enough to get a you know have a you know promiscuous sex. And uh, well, I, mean, I imagine I'll probably be engaging in that this this weekend, but. Um, yeah, I don't know, yeah, dude. Right. I, no, I have to go out to this, like, slut's birthday party, and then there's, like, a, a party afterwards. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping, you know, praying to Jesus that I'll get laid. 
No, what's going to happen is you're just going to be really wasted, walking around, looking for some place to crash and pass out, trying to get a cab, realizing you don't have any cash left, walking all the way back to some, like, you know, friend's shitty apartment and sleeping on their couch and, and then pissing yourself. That's probably going to end up happening. That, that's actually that's what, my what prediction. Will, yeah, that, that actually, that's, that's a very apt prediction. At least it doesn't snow in California. That's true. That's the one thing that's going on. But hey, you know, uh, next podcast, we can uh, discuss what happened on New Year's. So next year, uh, should we do a Hanukkah special? Do you feel a little left out? Dude, that's why I was saying we should do a non-denominational, sick and wrong holiday special. <clears throat> well... You know, these were both Christmas stories. So next year, I guess we'll have to limit ourselves to Hanukkah stories. Yeah, maybe uh, someone like stabs someone with a menorah right. or something. Or and, a like, dreidel gets lodged somewhere. He lit his grandmother on fire with one of the candles. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Something like that can happen. Well, uh, stay tuned next week for uh, Podcast 52, where we'll be back with regular programming. You can vote on articles. We'll have listener submissions, and we have like a score of emails to get to that uh, we're, we're not even going to get to in uh, this podcast. And also, there's a lot of stuff going on with the uh, website right now. We're, we're redoing the website, completely revising it. It's going to be a brand new website for 2007. Brand we, new website, brand new sick and wrong stories for the, the new year. For the new year. And we have t-shirts and stickers available. Right. So, uh, yeah, make sure you go check it out, sickandwrongpodcast.com. And until next week for Podcast 52. Happy fucking New Year. Merry Xmas. Oh, give me a noose I can hang from the tree. I need no excuse to end my misery. This holiday season is all the more reason to die. on my mittens one green and one red and I walk alone where they bury the dead the snow falls as I grieve it's a gothic death rock Christmas Eve the bottle is empty the sleigh has a flat the stripper in my bed is ugly and her tassels are tangled, and what's worse, my jingle won't jangle. This time of the year makes me sick to my guts. All this good cheer is a pain in the nuts. When it's your career to be down in the dumps, tidings of Comfort and joy really suck. I feel like St. Nicholas is pulling my leg. This thing we call Christmas is a sorry black plague. This holiday season is all the more reason. 
All the more reason to die!